2: 12 feet 3 inches and just under 400 pounds uh, to the best of our knowledge and in the other quarter 92.9 the game's reporter Smoke and Joe Patrick at an undisclosed height and weight because he likes to cause trouble
1: one more thing that isn't an argument is he's not a good fit because I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Like, you gotta tell me what that means and who is and why. Yep. Because you, again, that's just, there's a lot of like very surface level, basic stuff. I don't like him because of these, that, that fit. Well, why? Okay. What do you mean by that? And then if you give me more, it's like, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. Why do you think this guy's a good fit? You never <laughs> even heard him talk before. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, smoking Joe Patrick joins us. Hey, Joe, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right, guys. You, yeah. want, you want Bill Belichick to be the next head coach of the Falcons?
2: Personally, he probably would not be my, my first option. Um, I do kind of get the feeling that that's the way that the leadership is leaning right now, but obviously they're going to, they're going to interview a wide array of candidates. Like they said, obviously some of those names are already being, starting to get leaked uh, the, today, but I think there are better options than, than Bill Pilajik. Why? Let me just say that. Why, first, why? First, yeah, why? How Some come? of them, some of them that Andy laid out about the age and you kind of want a more longer term um, coach and leader. I think that just from a schematic standpoint, what he's done as far as I know with the Patriots is a bit different than what the Falcons have built personnel wise along, especially, you know, him being everybody's going a little bit hybrid now, but he's tended to be the guy who wants like the big nose tackle and be a little bit more three, four ish, as opposed to Ryan Nielsen, who's definitely a lot more of like a a four, you know, four hands in the dirt kind of guy. Um, And You know, I just feel like when you look at his coaching staff, I don't want to diminish any of these coaches individually, but when you look at the way that the NFL is moving tactically, um, I think that there are just more like innovative coaches out there and more interesting names and even coaches like my personal favorite would be Raheem Morris. If you look at the coaching staff that he's been a part of and worked on both sides Mm -hmm. of the ball, as a passing game coordinator and a defensive backs coach and a defensive coordinator, he's worked with some of the best in the game. And Bill Belichick has kind of had his staff around him for much of his career. And, um, and that would just be my personal preference to have the kind of more innovative coach. Now the reason I think that they're probably leaning the other way and they are leaning more towards the Belichick type is, um, you know, the staff just did that. They they just right. did the thing with the, with right. the young uh, innovative offensive coordinator and it didn't work out how they wanted. So um, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it all shakes
3: out. I love the it's Raheem a hell of an Morris. answer. I love the Raheem Morris. All right, because he's had because he you know what he has. He's had head coaching experience. He's had the yes. head coaching experience, but he has the innovation, like you said, like that. But yeah, that's the one thing about about innovation when you try to go that way when you're not used to going that way. When it goes wrong, you're like, oh, never mind. Oh, they, uh, they don't <laughs> thing. Uh, You know, never mind. We don't want to do that. The other,
1: the key, the key to innovation when it comes to all of these great young offensive minds around the league. Is the quarterback? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think we all understand that from a starting point. But like you know, all these examples that have been given from the Shanahan and um, and McVay tree over the last five years, they go to places where they have a franchise quarterback, and they innovate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Innovation. <laughs> yeah, they're they able to innovate Innovation. because they got Aaron Rodgers and they got Joe Burrow and they got Tua Tungvaluwa and they got all these really talented quarterbacks. Um, so that brings me and, uh, back to square
2: one here where we all know we start from. And just to kind of elaborate a little bit more on Raheem Morris since I brought it up, I, I put it out there on Twitter and I did hear a, a quite a bit of like, uh oh, he's just like a retread. And he doesn't have – you know, he has head coaching experience. The record is, is pretty poor. But I, I, I don't think that's a true reflection of who he is as a coach. And he has been a part of probably two of the most kind of um, like historically brilliant coaching staffs, uh, if not three, uh, honestly, in the last 10 years, which was – that 2016 uh, uh, Falcons coaching staff that had Mike McDaniel, uh, Matt Lafleur, yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, he was part of the 2012 at the time Washington Redskins team that had Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, who was really kind of I think where you can say that tree starts. Yeah. Uh, Sean McVay, um, the tech, Bobby Slowick was on that staff. Um, he was part of he was part of that staff. Uh, also, a guy named Chris Forrester, who's now the offensive line coach or the the run game analyst with the 49ers now. Old, just had so old coach many... right there.
3: My, I, 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 he, Was he really? Oh, yeah, he's my tiny coach went. in
2: yeah, oh, he's that's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. He, he's, he's an interesting name too, just when you look at the, the the staff that he's been a part of and clearly how much some of these guys like Kyle Shanahan really value him. Uh, I don't think he's probably in line for a head coaching gig, but he certainly seems to be a, a really good coach. But, you know, I got to say the other thing about, like, why not Belichick is just it, it feels like, we're kind of at this like zenith of this is like the most amount of these kinds of innovative younger head coaches that are going to be available. And it almost feels like if you don't snag one of these guys, well, you've got the opportunity with eight other teams looking looking for coaches. Then you never know when when that might not come might come around again. So it's, it's going to be obviously very important for the Falcons to get this one right.
3: All right if Bill Belichick is the coach, who's that? How would you know if it's anybody other than Bill Belichick as far as the head coach who made that decision? I'm sorry. Can, okay, can you, if it's anybody else other than Bill Belichick as being the uh, head coach, who made the decision?
2: Uh, yeah, listen, I, I think I think if, if it's going, I think it's Rich McKay's ultimate decision and Arthur Blank, regardless. I mean, Rich McKay is basically an extension of Arthur Blank in terms of Arthur Blank is at a point where he's not like. He doesn't have the quite the executive function that you need to operate, so you got Rich McKay there. So it really is kind of the ownership who will be making the decision, I think, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it's going to be dependent upon how Bill Belichick would fit into the Falcons organization from a, you know like just the kind of core characteristics and you know who they want as a, as a person style, but also obviously, how will Terry Fontenot's job kind of shake out with a guy like Bill Belichick in the building who is going to want basically ultimate control. And I think that that's the one thing that teams are going to be wary of with Belichick is still a great coach. I don't think that that's actually in question, but it's about the personnel. It's about picking the players Mm -hmm. and drafting right. That's going to be, I think, kind of the deciding moment. Right. And that,
1: again, for me, that would be, uh, that would be the the line. like, I want Bill Belichick to coach. I don't want the other guy.
3: But the thing about it is, is if like they don't, if, if they bring Bill Belichick here, which again i'm not I'm not I'm not saying do that all right I'm just trying to make a point about something. terry has gone, right? yeah, Thank I,
2: you. that's that's yes. how it feels to me, and I feel yeah. like that's one of the reasons why he was not kind of front and center at yeah. that press conference is because his his future and what exactly his role will be with the Falcons is still kind of up in the yeah. air at this point.
1: Did that does that feel like a good idea? Does that feel like a good trajectory?
2: No, it, exactly. it feels like it's a, a sharp exactly. turn. It feels that's like an emotional decision. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It,
1: it feels like, um, and again, I, I just don't agree that this is where they are. It feels like a, we're we're at the goal line. We're pushing all of our chips in. This is our chance to win a Super Bowl, and we're going to do it. I just don't think that's reality. Yeah. I don't think that's real. Yeah. Like I, and I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's one human that makes that difference. Certainly not from a coaching perspective. There may be one human yeah. at the quarterback pr- position that makes that difference. I don't know who that is. I don't know if he's available. I don't know if the Falcons can get him, but I think the idea that this roster that they have right now and Bill Belichick married together is for sure going to win. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it Maybe. It doesn't seem that easy to me. <laughs> it is because it's not. No, it doesn't seem that easy to me.
0: All right. We appreciate it, Joe. Thank you.
2: Yep, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?